Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, September 23rd. I'm Wayne Pratt. A suburban St. Louis newspaper is bouncing back after suspending some operations during the coronavirus outbreak. Ever since we had to halt our print publication on March 27th because of the pandemic, pretty much the only thing we have been hearing is, when are you guys coming back? We will find out what is behind the return of the print edition of the Webster Kirkwood Times in just a few minutes. Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner says the failure of legislation that would have allowed the Missouri Attorney General to prosecute some murders in St. Louis is a victory for the city. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports. Republicans in the Missouri Senate used a procedural maneuver to introduce and then pass concurrent jurisdiction legislation. Supporters said it was needed to help Gardner's office boost staffing. But the measure never received a vote in the House, which is also in Republican hands. Gardner says the decision proves House leadership knew the effort was just, quote, political pandering. Regardless of what you think about Kim Gardner, it's about the local prosecutors should have the ability to make their decisions in terms of who they charge, what they charge, when they charge. Lawmakers were able to pass a bill lifting the requirements that St. Louis police officers live in the city. Gardner says there are pros and cons to that change. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. Gardner made those comments on our Politically Speaking podcast. You can find that episode and one with her Republican opponent in the upcoming election, Daniel Stradowski, on our website, stlpublicradio.org. Some restrictions on youth sports in St. Louis County are expected to be rolled back today. The Post-Dispatch reports County Executive Sam Page will announce new guidelines allowing children younger than 14 to play high-frequency contact sports. There will be some restrictions. Those sports include football, wrestling, and basketball. Students older than 14 will be allowed to play competitive games in moderate contact competitions, including baseball, soccer, and lacrosse. The newspaper reports the revisions will not allow high school sports like football, hockey, and basketball. The restrictions on sports have been put in place to slow the spread of coronavirus. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker's administration is giving some unsuccessful applicants for cannabis dispensary licenses a second chance. The decision comes as the governor faces lawsuits over allegations the application process was unfair. Hannah Meisel reports. Pritzker's senior cannabis advisor, Toy Hutchinson, says the administration will allow those who believe they should have scored more points another chance to get into the lottery. We've always said, if this doesn't do what we intend it to do, We will adjust until the law lives up to its promise. We're going to take as long as we need to take to do that. Back in January, hundreds of applicants turned in thousands of applications for social equity dispensary licenses. There are 75 licenses set aside for those whose lives have been impacted by the war on drugs. But after months of delays, Pritzker's administration revealed that 21 applicants could move forward into a lottery that will ultimately grant the licenses. Those left out of the lottery have filed lawsuits. After the redo process was announced, a federal lawsuit pushed by Democratic lawmakers was dropped. I'm Hannah Meisel. An agricultural technology company has officially opened its new headquarters in Creve Corps. Benson Hill Chief Executive Officer Matt Crisp 
says St. Louis is attractive because of three key assets, good infrastructure, good people, and plenty of capital. St. Louis is undoubtedly the number one or number two place in the United States, and for that matter, the world, uh, to invest in plant science innovation, Hmm. to develop uh, startup organizations around uh, this area of investment. Crisp made those comments yesterday on St. Louis on the Air. Benson Hill has raised more than $130 million in funding in its first eight years. The print edition of the Webster-Kirkwood Times returns Friday. The suburban newspaper has new owners following a shutdown of print operations earlier this year. I started a conversation with editor-in-chief Jamie Mowers and publisher Randy Drillingus by asking Drillingus about whether they had any major concerns about buying a newspaper in tough economic times, at least partially caused by the pandemic. It was solely monetary, though. We didn't know if we could all really afford to do it. That was our biggest hesitation. We had known for a while, we have heard people saying they want the paper back, we want print back. So we knew that it was something people wanted, and because of that, we knew that it was like a safe gamble to go ahead and do because we knew people really wanted it. With that said, how confident are you, Randy, that you can make this work? I'm 100% confident because based on the communities that we live in ourselves, they're such good communities, and we are just a part of that. Jamie, I'd like to get your thoughts on the same question. We all feel like the community spoke and we listened. Ever since we had to halt our print publication on March 27th because of the pandemic, pretty much the only thing we have been hearing is, when are you guys coming back? <laughs> you know, when, it, when are you coming back in print? What can I do to help? You know, how can we support you? Of course, a lot of people read online now, and, and that's what's made hyper-local newspapers in danger, but we just feel so strongly in our communities, our print edition is something that they want. With the challenging times in the industry, do you see newspapers being the heart and fabric of communities being eroded at all? Well, the more that local newspapers go away, the more that that will happen. And and that's the thing. There's actually legislation going on now called the Local Journalism Sustainability Act, and it's focusing on that exact thing. They're noticing that these local newspapers are just going out of business, and, and they know that that's not good for anybody. The pandemic played a big role in the decision that went down earlier this year. Do either of you feel like you're going to have to do something different in order to be successful and avoid a similar shutdown? One thing we are doing is we're filling a void and a hole that was created by our website and by the Internet, and we're going to start charging um, a subscription fee for the website. When people stop looking at the newspapers, they stop seeing the advertisers, and that's the advertisers in our community and the businesses are crucial to our survival. With everything online, you lose all of that. Will the print edition still be delivered to houses for free? Yes, the print edition will be uh, delivered to everybody's house for free, exactly. Everybody wants that, and everybody deserves free news because it's very important. So we, we don't want to charge people to get the news that they deserve and need to get. That's been somewhat of a debate in the overall news industry for well over a decade. So you feel very strongly that you fall on that side of the fence, right? I believe it should be free, but I don't believe it should be free to the point it puts everybody out of business, and then you need investors to come in 
to shore up your company because that's kind of what has been happening for the last 20 years. That's why the state of news online is kind of as shoddy as it is right now, and there's so many problems with it. And that's a big part of it. When you lose a good staff of workers and you can't afford your bills and then people have to come in and save you, you know, that can cause a lot of trouble. When did you think, yeah, maybe I'd like to do this? You know, we just started talking to each other, and eventually the right team fell in place, and we were just like, we can do this. We want to do this. We want to save this newspaper, and we want to do it for the communities that we serve. That was a conversation with Webster Kirkwood Times Editor-in-Chief Jamie Mowers and publisher Randy Trillingus. Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.